Yes, so if you're a Strictly Come Dancing fan, who isn't? Um, right now here on Brooklyn's Radio, we're going to review the music that was played last night. And uh, very much the expert on this is uh, Graham Jarvis. Good morning, Graham. Good morning. So, Graham, uh, you watch, obviously, Strictly Come Dancing. You have a special interest in the music. Tell us a bit about your background. Well, why you, Graham? Why me? Well, I, I used to write music for quite a few um, TV shows, in things like Fools and Horses and My Family, which had a long run on uh, BBC One. And then I was asked to do uh, Strictly Come Dancing, and they foresaw various problems with making the music work. How were they going to get practice music when the band didn't meet till the day of the show? And what was it all about? So I was brought in as the uh, music person to try and get it all together. And I worked on Strictly for two series and some of the spin-off shows like Strictly Ice Dancing, Strictly Dance Food. And then they asked me to do Dancing with the Stars, which is their American franchise. Mm. This show has gone round the world. There are typically 50 versions of Strictly Come Dancing in different countries. Indeed. And so I still work on Dancing with the Stars, the USA version, and um, I'm often interested in just what the music is that they're using. And although it doesn't really affect the outcome in a direct way, I think it must be hard for a beginner to try and dance, say, a samba to something which is not a samba, as opposed to one of their competitors who might be dancing a Viennese waltz to a perfect mm. track. So I think it might have an influence, even though there are lots of other things that... So that's very. Things. I think that's a very valid point, Graham, because I've sometimes l- looked at the program and thought, I like this music, and the music's well-known, and the dance has been good, and I'm thinking, you know... That's really sort of helpful to the dancers and perhaps influences the audience in their appreciation. But uh, where shall we start then regarding last night's programme? Well, um, Chris and Karen danced to Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Um, in those days, I think he was called Prince and the Revolution. Anyway, the, the track they danced to is a quick step. The original tempo of that track is around a quick step tempo, which is about 200 beats a minute, and this track runs just a tad under that. So it was a great choice of quick step for them because they could really go for it. They'd last night they'd taken it up just a little bit to 208 beats a minute, which might explain some of the judges saying, "Oh, you were doing small steps." Hmm. So perhaps it was a bit fast for him to get the stretch out that a quick step needs so i do wonder why they asked the band to play it faster than the original but nevertheless great choice of uh track and i think the fact that they came in at 25 showed that they did do a reasonable reasonable job yes yes yeah and uh, that track actually has been used quite a few times by different tv shows as a quick step all right really how interesting yeah, I think sometimes one show might look, if they're thinking, what can we use for our show? They look at one of the other 50 or so shows and think, what might they have as if As if there isn't a big enough choice anyway. <laughs> Indeed. Then we've got uh, Catherine and Johannes, who um, danced a tango to Annie Lennox's Little Bird. I thought that was a particularly good choice. Simply yeah. from my sort of non-professional point of view. 
It's a good track. It's a good feel of for a tango. You can get uh, the drum fit and the snap. Um, a tango runs usually a little bit faster than this track. Um, but I think it was a good choice for them. And um, if they'd have, they, they kept it at the original tempo, the original track. But it, it was a lovely piece of music to have that tango mm. uh, drama to. Mm. With, so, yeah, good, another good choice. Um, the Viennese waltz that um, Emma and Aliash danced to was Saving All My Love For You by Whitney Houston. Yes. Now, some tracks you can count sort of like one, two, three, four. And this is one of those tracks. So it can be counted like that. And you could do a foxtrot to it, surprisingly. Or you can count it but in threes. So one, two, three, one, two, three. three. And then it comes a Viennese waltz. So a musician would say, well, it's not in three, four, and it's not in four, four. It's in some other time signature. But for them... It was the, a perfect Viennese waltz. It was it was lovely, and I think they because the original was very fast for Viennese waltz. Sensibly, they slowed it down to the perfect tempo of a Viennese waltz, which is about 180 beats a minute. That's what they did. So I'm not surprised they got a fabulous 36 score. Great yeah. track. I thought it was a great really. track. Suited, yeah. really suited yeah. the dance. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very good. And then we get to uh, Saffron and AJ, who did a foxtrot to... Um, theme, New York, New York. Theme from New York, New York, yes. indeed. In fact, Frank Sinatra, who sang this, um, sometimes I think he's known as Mr. Foxtrot. Yeah. And I've heard some people have listened to a Frank Sinatra track and said, oh, that must be a foxtrot, because it sounds like everything he does could be a foxtrot. Mm. It's not the case, but in this case, it is a foxtrot. And in fact, this has been used about oh, 15, 20 times yes. as a foxtrot around the world. As they uh, said last night, a big, iconic song. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, ooh, I think Strictly have used it uh, three or four times yes. as a foxtrot. It's just one of those tracks you never tire of no it's it's brilliant and they got um 38 they they'd um they kept it a bit below foxtrot tempo so slightly slower and i wondered whether that was to help saffron's timing mm. to keep her on the beat mm. but um it, it was a great great yeah. track great yeah. performance you can hear that track in many of the karaoke clubs Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> but you'll never hear me singing it, Mark. <laughs> um, then, uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, the Baha Men, uh, by uh, Karim and Amy. Uh, they danced a salsa to this. Now, it's more of a merengue feel, actually. And I noticed the band did turn it into a salsa, um, by adding some Latin percussion. But it's still got a, a sort of a stomp to it, which I think makes it hard to get the salsa feel. So because they managed to do so well to a difficult track, I think they deserve mm, that high score. Yes, yes. If, you, if in your mind you're hearing the salsa rhythms, but they're not really present in the original track, that shows you're starting to really be able to dance. Hmm. Yeah. And then um, we've got um, Seven Years 
by Lucas Graham, which Will and Jeanette danced to. They danced to contemporary. So I mean, uh, so emotional, wasn't it? Well, the story just... Yes. The backstory was fabulous. Uh, for the first it's time ever, movie. one of the judges couldn't speak. Yeah, yeah. Oti was just mm. yep. filled up. I think uh, it, it was... Well, it is a very emoti- emotional story, isn't it? When mm. a child is poorly mm. and you don't know... I mean, it, just the, the journey he had to go through. Mm. So uh, if you could have a track that was made for you and to be able to tell that story in that way without becoming affected by it yourself as you're dancing... Yes. Uh, I think the parts of the anger and so on were, were, were brilliant. Mm. And I, I think that is the power of uh, uh, contemporary dance. I think that's what Jeanette was saying, that she loves contemporary because you haven't got the sort of rules and the rhythms mm. that you have in a lot of the other styles. And so you can concentrate on just getting the emotion through. Mm. So that's um, a brilliant, mm. a brilliant dance. So, Graham, who shall we look at next? Well, how about Nothing Breaks Like a Heart? Which um, I feel is more of a sort of a got the flavour of a line dance or perhaps a cha cha. Uh, really, a, a pasodoble should have a dam 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 mm. beat. It's a, a sort of a march, and perhaps you can have uh, in the classic pasodobles a dam 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 dam. Mm. So a sort of a very regular beat uh, that is a stamp and uh, has got drama. I felt. This track, whilst having perhaps some drama, had got a bit of a skip to it. So when you were just listening to it, you might be able to uh, remember it, it had a feeling in places of down, 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 down. And that's difficult to do a passo to. So I think, um, I know Anton likes his dances to be spot on, so perhaps on this one he uh, felt... We'll just go for this because it's, you know, yes. what's being suggested. It's close to a passer. Uh, as a general observation, Graham, we think that this year uh, Anton has got somebody to dance with who's going to take him further into the competition. You know, yeah. in previous years, he was never really had a dancer or such, you know. But no. this year, he seems to have somebody who's actually going to help him go yeah. further. Perhaps he said, I've had enough of this. I actually want somebody better. Yeah, and that's why I I think he could be. It'd be great to see him um, win. I think, and that's why I feel anxious, perhaps, when you're doing a pasodoble to a track, and they're clearly capable of doing a pasodoble, but the track is trying to throw a rhythm in which takes you away from a pasodoble. So it reduces the the drama. And... um, I think the band had changed the beat slightly in the arrangement that they did last night to make it more of a march. But even so, I feel it wasn't the, an ideal passo uh, for them to dance to. Mm. They, mm. Yeah, I think they could have done... OK, uh, so tell me, uh, the, cho- the choosing of the music, is this done in conjunction with the dancers or is it simply down to the production team to choose the music? How does that work? I think it varies around the world um, in the same way that who does the choreography varies. In the UK show, the dancers uh, look at their choreography generally themselves. Um, Often the producers will 
come up with tracks and dancers will suggest tracks and indeed the celebrities will s- select tracks. So perhaps for certain shows, perhaps movie night or something, they'll say, what would you like to dance to? And they'll try and pick it apart to get them to be able to dance a dance that they're supposed to be dancing and a track that does that dance. So there is um, a sort of a range of opinion that goes into selecting which tracks you use. But I think the producers have the final say. Mm, yes, yeah. And, of course, it's always trying to do a mix of classic tracks and contemporary tracks to try and keep the show alive, which is great, mm. which is why it's so enjoyable to watch, I think. OK, who should we look at next? Thank you for that. Um, well, next, I think, Get Stupid, Aston Murrigal. Um, Kelvin and Oti danced a cha-cha to it. Now, it's a really good cha-cha. I mean, it's a perfect cha-cha. A cha-cha should run at 120 beats a minute. This track runs at 120 beats a minute. So I was really surprised when, um, before they danced in the uh, rehearsal room, um, Aston said, oh, it's uh, fast for a cha-cha. And they said, oh, yeah, it's fast for a cha-cha. And um, I'm thinking, no, actually, it's the perfect tempo for a cha-cha. Mm. So I don't know where that why they believed it felt fast but it was a perfect uh, cha-cha indeed they did a really good cha-cha mm. and they got a pretty good score 33 yes. they simply they um simply as a viewer i had a bit of a question mark against the music last yeah. night simply as a viewer you know yes. yeah yeah well i think it's uh, a cha-cha should be um upbeat uh and enjoyable and uh, it's almost cheeky sometimes and i think that's um what they what they brought to it yeah um and then we get to uh pump up the jam all right which originally was done by a band called technotronic and uh alex mentioned she was growing up in the time when pump up the jam was big in the charts and they chose a version by a band called swing growers where they'd taken the rhythm of the original and transformed it completely. So that although Pump Up the Jam itself, the original, isn't, the version that they chose for last night is a Charleston. It was um, a pretty fast one uh, if they danced the original, so they did slow it down a bit, um, and I don't blame them at all. And they did a fantastic... Charleston to that. It had all the elements of a Charleston going for it, and mm. they, they went for it. I'd not heard that track before I saw it was going to be used on Strictly, so I, I would imagine there, perhaps Neil had found it. It was um, it was really enjoyable. I loved it. They were dressed right for the Charleston. They did the moves. Brilliant. And um, Such a Night by Michael Bublé um, was the dance chosen by David and Nadia uh, to dance a jive to. Again, a really good choice for them. They took the tempo down, surprisingly. The original tempo of the track was slightly below a a normal jive tempo. Uh, They'd taken it down to 165, uh, perhaps to give David a chance to get the steps in because obviously if Mm. if a dance is too fast you just can't get your feet to move and he's tall so perhaps they um he found it difficult to do at full speed 
and they they took the uh, speed down. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Anton once when I was working on the Strictly show um, wanted a waltz to be at dead on ninety beats a minute, and they seemed to want him to dance it at a hundred because the track had been slowed down. It started to slow, sound really slow, and. Uh, he kept saying, oh, just a little bit off. And they got it down to 98 and said, no more, Anton, that's it. And on the afternoon of the rehearsals, on the Saturday, he went up to the MD, yes. at the time was Laurie Holloway, and had a word. And what was broadcast that night was 90 beats a minute. So mm, he was absolutely yes. spot on. Came bottom of the leaderboard yesterday with that, I believe, didn't they? With, with the uh, um, uh, bottom of the leaderboard... With that, uh, with that jive, was it? Um, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Um, yeah. I think uh, because it was perhaps slow, and he couldn't get it. The feeling a jive is an upbeat, mm, fast, yes. enjoyable dance. Okay. So they got sixteen, didn't they? Yeah, Which is, indeed. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Well, uh, what can you say? Uh, Apache jump to it. Uh, sorry, Jump On It by the Sugar Hill Gang was what Mike and Katya danced to. Mm. And um, it was sort of a comedy number. They they seemed to imply that Alfonso had danced to this track. Um, well, he had, but he did freestyle, so it had nothing to do with samba, which is probably why the judges said, let's not talk about samba. It was just entertainment, I think. I didn't like the music to that. No. Just well, simply as a viewer, I didn't like the music. No. Well, the original runs sort of about 115 they'd slowed it down so it sounded sluggish from the original uh, but it was too fast for a samba didn't have a samba rhythm um so very difficult to do anything too you know Mm. around the world it's been used as a break dance and alfonso did it freestyle in dancing with the stars uh but samba as as the judges said no let's let's not talk about (laughs) samba because a samba it wasn't um yeah, but nevertheless, he's still got 21 yep. points, so more than the jive. Yeah, indeed. Entertainment value, perhaps. And finally, the uh, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith was the rumba that Michelle and Giovanni uh, chosen. Mm-hmm. It's a, a brilliant romantic tune. Um, Love the music to that. <clears throat> yeah, well, it, it is a, a beautiful um romantic uh tune um shirley and craig didn't quite feel the full romance that that they were giving but um nevertheless i think they uh did interpret it quite well but perhaps haven't quite got that togetherness that the track would have brought but it was was a a a nice rumba to have done okay graham That's such an interesting uh, insight into uh, last night's programme. Now, uh, for the rest of the series, we're going to be talking about the music on a Monday, mm-hmm. I believe. I think we said about 2.30 from my my memory or something like that yep. when I'm on the air tomorrow. So it's just Sunday for today. And then following weeks, we're going to do Mondays, I believe, in the afternoon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That'd be so it's, it's really interesting to get an insight into how the music comes about and how they interpret it yeah. and how it's selected and uh, your professional view on, uh, on the use of the music. Well, I originally um, found that one of the dancers on Strictly, um, uh, Paul Killick, who'd 
been a Latin champion, mm. came up to me and said, uh, oh, could we have a talk sometime? Because I've never really got my head around the music. Mm. And I realised that perhaps musicians don't necessarily know what the dancing should be and that dancers don't necessarily know just what the music should be. And so I thought I'd try them, try and bring them together a little bit so interesting right well thank you very much graham for coming along this morning here on brooklyn's radio look forward to hearing more from you uh, a week tomorrow in the afternoon i'll look forward to it we would we will as well thank you